Welcome to the Faith for My Generation podcast, where our vision is to shake and shape a generation with the power of God's Word. We're on one mission, to raise up a generation of powerful believers through the relevant teaching of God's Word. I'm so thankful that you're here today. I'm your host, AJ. Let's get into the episode. Good morning, everyone. Glad that you're on and that you're watching. Uh, Mr. Dot New on TikTok says, Are you Catholic? I am not. I am not. Uh, born again, spirit-filled believer. I'm thankful for the good things of the Lord Jesus Christ. But uh, the Lord Jesus Christ is high, my high priest and intercessor, not a man. So I'm thankful that you're on and that you're watching Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, TikTok. We are... Hey, Danette, saw your screen name or your handle jump on there on TikTok. Glad that you're on and that you're watching. We're getting started. We're back at it. Thankful for you. I see Miss Suzanne in the comments as well. going to switch the screen so that I can see the comments. And if you would, if you have not already, if you would, please share the stream. Uh, it always is very helpful when you do that. You're able to like, comment along, share, all that jazz. It's very helpful. The more that you engage and interact with the stream, the more that the platforms and all the socials will say, hey, people are enjoying this, and then they'll send it out to more folks, more eyeballs. And that's the reason why we do these streams is for the purpose of the live benefit to reach people, but also on the replay. Maybe you're watching or listening to this replay. Well, thank God that the Word of God, it is alive and powerful even in the replay. Amen. <laughs> so TikTok, excuse me, TikTok family, if you want to catch any of the replays, all you got to do is go to uh, hit my name on there on TikTok, go to my profile, click the link tree in the bio, and you will be able to see a bunch of different links. One of those is the Gospel Tabernacle YouTube channel where we upload all these Thursday online Bible studies. We are in the book of Ephesians. And I am excited for this morning. I'm ready to get into it. This, I already know, will be a several-part teaching. Now, obviously, we've been in the book of Ephesians for some time now. Just a little backstory. Uh, I have one lesson left in this study guide that I'm writing on Ephesians. I've been working on it on and off over the course of this year. And I'm, I'm one lesson away. And I give you perspective, I think there's 28 lessons in this study guide that I've put together. And it's been a, I've enjoyed it. I really liked doing it. I plan to do more over the course of my lifetime. And it was good for me to just to go line by line, word by word, to study through the book of Ephesians. It richly, richly blessed me. And so, we are, uh, I'm using these lessons from this study guide to do these streams. And uh, we're in Ephesians chapter 1, and we're going to start at verse 3. Verse 3, and we're going to read uh, a passage here in Ephesians 1, and then drop back down to verse 3 and begin our uh, trek, our journey through a couple verses today in the book of Ephesians. The book of Ephesians, I mean, any book in the Bible is going to bless you. It's going to empower you. When you receive it by faith, 
the Holy Spirit's going to give you revelation knowledge. You know, I was just praying about that earlier this morning and thinking about that, that uh, what we want as believers, what we want as Christians, we want revelation knowledge. We want knowledge of God that is inspired by the Holy Spirit. Uh, Jesus, just a little quick detour here. Jesus told Peter, rather, let's back up a few verses in Matthew 16. Jesus asked his disciples, who do men say that I am? Who do men say that I am? And they begin to say, well, some say you're John the Baptist. Some say Elijah or Jeremiah or one of the prophets. But then Jesus asked them, these disciples, the absolute most important question. Who do you say that I am? Who do you say that I am? And that's the most important question that you will ever answer. Who do you say that I am? Who do you say that Jesus is? Is he your Lord and Savior? He's, the, he's my Lord and he's my Savior. He is Lord of Lords and King of Kings. He is my Savior. He's my Redeemer. Mr. New, he is the light of my life, according to John chapter 1. And so when Peter answers that question, who do you say that I am? Peter says in verse 16 to Matthew 16, you're the Christ, the anointed one of God, the one the prophets have spoken of the Son of the living God. That's who we say you are. That's who I say you are. In verse 17, Jesus answered and said to Peter, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, or meaning son of Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. You go to Ephesians chapter 1, Verse 17, there's a prayer. It's the first prayer in the book of Ephesians that is a powerful prayer for you and I to pray for ourselves, but also for our church families and for believers across the world and where we're at located. You should always be praying. You should always be praying for your, yourself, your family, your church family, and the believers, the church in your city and across the world. And that prayer in Ephesians 1 verse 17 is a prayer for revelation knowledge by the spirit of wisdom and revelation that we would have the knowledge of God increase in our life. And that's what we want. Anytime you open your Bible, that's what you want to take place. You want the things of God to be revealed to you and spoken to you through His Word, but you want the quickening work of the Holy Spirit to be on that word that you hear, that you study, that you believe, that you receive, so that it can be given to you with understanding by the power and the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Because God speaks to your spirit. 1 Corinthians 2 verse 10 says, But God has revealed them to us through His Spirit. Now the them that it's referring to is verse 9. is quoting Isaiah. But as it is written, I has not seen nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. Verse 10, but God has revealed them to us through his Spirit. For the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. Verse 11, here's the key to receiving revelation from God. Verse 11, for what man knows the things of a man except the Spirit of the man which is in him? Even so, no one knows the things of God except the Spirit of God. Verse 12, now we have received, not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who is from God, 
that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. And that's what we want. We want to understand the things of God, His Word, by the anointing and the quickening work of the Spirit of God. If that's you, good morning, Robin. Glad to have you on as well. If that is you and you want the things of God, the truths of God, God's Word to be made alive in your heart by the anointing and the power and the unction of the Holy Spirit, put an emoji hand in the comment section. Tap some hearts on the screen. Jump up and down wherever you're at. Run around in a circle and shout hallelujah. <laughs> if you want to understand the things of God by the power of God, let me know in the comments because I know you do. That's why you're here. That's why you're watching. And that's why you've joined me this morning. Now, with that being said, let's get into it. Ephesians chapter 1. If you've got your Bible, join along with me. Study along with me. Ephesians 1, starting at verse 3. We're going to read a couple verses and then get after it. If you haven't shared the stream and you're on a platform that allows you to share the stream, please do. Like, and if you've not subscribed or followed, please do that as well. Ephesians 1, verse 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. But as He chose us in Him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before Him in love, having predestined us to adoption as sons by Jesus Christ to Himself according to the good pleasure of His will, to the praise of the glory of His grace, by which He made us accepted in the Beloved. In Him we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of His grace, which He made to abound toward us in all wisdom and prudence or understanding, having made known to us the mystery of His will, according to His good pleasure which He purposed in Himself that in the dispensation of the fullness of the times he might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on earth in him. In him also we have obtained an inheritance, being predestined according to the purpose of him, who works all things according to the counsel of his will, that, he, that we who first trusted in Christ should be to the praise of his glory, in him you also trusted, after you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also, having believed, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise, who is the guarantee of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession, to the praise of his glory. Ephesians 1, 3 through 14. Now, let's set us up for what we will begin to look at today and over the next couple Thursdays. In this lesson, we'll see what the Holy Spirit through the book of Ephesians has to say to us concerning our position in Christ. I want you to type that in the comments. Simple phrase, two words, in Him, capital H, I-N space, capital H-I-M, in Him. Type that in the comments. In Him. 
The truths we will find in this following passages of Scripture should be received in faith so that we are transformed by the renewing of our minds. You may wish to do great things for the Lord, but until you understand who you are in Christ, where you are positioned with Christ and His life flowing in you, you'll never do great things for the Lord, for your Lord and Savior. But once you have this master key of knowledge, who you are in Christ Jesus, then you can do nation-shaking things. Family, generational, tree-shaking things. Life-altering things. City-shaking things. The key, it is a master key. What is a master key? Maybe you've had one in your life, but I know oftentimes maintenance, guys that work maintenance or janitors, lots of times when they're over, they're charge over a building and there's many rooms, offices, floors in this building, maintenance, the guy in maintenance or the janitorial services or maintenance services, there'll be somebody or maybe multiple people will have a master key. They'll have a key ring with a bunch of keys, but sometimes they can have a master key. What is a master key? A master key will open up many doors. One key opens up many doors. Understanding who you are in Christ Jesus, who Christ is in you, what Christ has done for you, the position you and I have as believers in Christ, where we're seated with Christ, what Christ has afforded to us through the sacrificial death of himself on the cross and the power of his resurrection is a master key. It's a master key. You could type that in the comments, master key. Having this understanding, this quickening of faith in your heart and your mind, knowing that who you are in Christ, it changes everything. It's how we are to read the Bible. It's how we're to understand the truths of God. In fact, you can go through ministers of ministry. I know many ministers that, have, that I've heard over the years say this, and it's a good exercise. But you could go through starting in the New Testament, certainly, but even Acts forward and just write down every time it says, in him, in whom, in Christ, and you would come up with dozens and dozens and dozens and dozens of promises, of truths, of commands, of instructions concerning who you are and what we are to do as believers, as redeemed, born-again people of God. So the first verse I want us to look at is verse 3. Verse 3, Ephesians 1 verse 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ. Every spiritual blessing. TikTok family, you saw that is the title on the TikTok stream. Every spiritual blessing. You and I, as believers, we have been blessed with every spiritual blessing. How many? A few? Some? A little? Most of? Every. Every spiritual blessing. We have received 
every spiritual blessing in Christ Jesus. Now, why is that? Because we have been born again. Now, listen, what we see here concerning every spiritual blessing, it is not allotted to every single person. It is allotted to the children of God. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. The God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Let's go to John chapter 20, verse 17. John 20, verse 17. Look at what Jesus said. Jesus said to her, now this is after his death, burial, and he is resurrected from the grave. He is about to ascend to heaven. Notice what he says. Jesus says to Mary here, Jesus said to her, Do not cling to me, for I have not yet ascended to my Father. But go to my brethren, the disciples, say to them, I am ascending to my Father and your Father, and to my God and your God. Now notice, the God of the, the, the Father and God of the Lord Jesus Christ, He is our God and He is our Father. We have the same Father. We understand that we serve the triune God. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Three persons, totally equal in, in who they are and in total, complete, and perfect unity with one another. The same will, the same desire, the same understanding and power. And it says here in verse 3, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. So you and I, think about that. When we are born again, we have the same Father. Scripture actually tells us that Christ, in a sense, is our elder brother because he is the Son of God. He was birthed into the earth. The Word put on flesh and came and dwelt among men. John chapter 1 tells us this. This is the at least the idea of what we're celebrating during Christmas season. We understand like much of the Christmas story is just different portions of Scripture kind of put together and over time there's a lot of tradition added to it. But there's scriptural truths in what we celebrate during this time of what we call Christmas, which is that Christ has come, which is the Word became flesh and dwelt among men. And His Father, He says it in the book of John two different times, He came only to do the will of His Father. He only says what He saw His, He only says what He hears His Father say. He only does what He sees His Father do. And you and I, because we are in Christ, well then by the same way, we have the same Father. We have the same Father. Now notice, here's this, here is a, it's a powerful revelation. Here is something that when it gets down into your heart and it's rooted in your heart by faith, it changes how you live, how you walk, how you talk. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us. I want you to type in the comments, I am blessed. Type in the comments, I am blessed. I am blessed blessed. William on TikTok says, why did Jesus say, not my will, but thy will be done if they had the same will? Very simple. Jesus, he lived this earth, on this earth, during his life as a man. Philippians chapter 2 tells us that he surrendered himself to the constraints of humanity, being completely God, but yielded the God ability to walk on this earth like a man 
anointed of by the Holy Spirit. And every person has to submit to the will of God. And he was our example. So, as you can see in the comments, people are typing right now. I, hey, Jennifer, glad to have you on that you're watching. Pray you and your family are blessed. I am blessed. I see the comments are just busting off left and right, different platforms. I am blessed. Notice that. Who has blessed us? Past tense. Not to get a blessing. I hope you see that. Not get, not, I'm not waiting. Well, I'm waiting to be blessed. No, you are blessed. Who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ. So how do we receive that which we have been given, every spiritual blessing? We receive it by being in Christ. That's why on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, you see the title and the thumbnail, The Believer's Position in Christ. Because everything we're talking about, everything we're understanding through the Word of God, we receive it by faith as once we are in Christ Jesus. Once we're in Christ Jesus. Now notice this, 2 Corinthians chapter 1, this may be a familiar verse to some of you, 2 Corinthians chapter 1, starting at verse 18, it says this, But as God is faithful, I want you to type that in the comments, God is faithful. God is faithful. If you know that to be true, type that in the comments. God is faithful. Mega Maddie, glad that you're watching on TikTok. Thankful for you. God is faithful. Verse 18, but as God is faithful, our word to you was not yes and no. This is the message that the Apostle Paul speaking to the Corinthian church, he's saying our word wasn't back and forth, yes, no, yes, no. We're delivering the truths of God. Verse nine, verse 19 of 2 Corinthians 1, For the Son of God, Jesus Christ, who was preached among you by us, and then he lists by me, Paul, Silvanius, and Timothy, was not yes and no, but in him was yes. In him was yes. Now notice this, verse 20. For all the promises of God in him are yes and in him amen to the glory of God through us. Now think about that. All the promises of God are in him Yes. So outside of Christ, it's not yes. But in Christ, it is yes. Some people make the assumption, and I say this generally, people will make the assumption, well, if God's so good, then why do bad things happen? If God's so good and he promises all these wonderful things in the word, then why don't they take place in my life? Are you in Christ? Are you in Christ? Have you been born again? John 3, 3, Jesus said, you must be born again. You know, who's the, who's the soccer player, the female soccer player a few weeks back or month back, whatever, on the U.S. soccer team? Megan, I don't know how to pronounce her last name, but uh, she hurt her ankle or something. And she already is openly denies the existence of God. She doesn't believe in God. She says it self-admittedly. But then she says, well, obviously this proves there is no God because I got hurt. 
How, how prideful. <laughs> because I got hurt, that proves there's no God. Because if there was a God, he would want me playing soccer after you've mocked him. Mm, my God, Whew, that is a very dangerous place to be. But that's some of the assumption that people make sometimes. If God's so good, then why isn't his goodness in my life? Are you surrendered to him? And we don't, people don't like that word. People don't like that word, surrender, submission. Because what it does is it requires something of me. I'll use me. It requires something of me. It requires death to self. Let me just tell you up front, if you want to follow Jesus, you're going to have to experience death. You have to die to yourself. Now the good news is the death of yourself brings the life of God. Let me look this up for, for you. It's, I know it's in Corinthians. Corinthians, first die, seed. Let's see if I can get it. Is it 1 Corinthians? 1 Corinthians 15, 36. Now notice this. 1 Corinthians 15. No, 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 no. I want what Jesus said. What did Jesus say? First, the, the uh, Jesus, seed, die, first. John 12. John 12. There we go. Thankfully, I set up the iPad with the keyboard to where I could just quickly search that real quick. John 12. Listen to this. John 12, verse 24. Most assuredly, I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the ground and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it produces much grain. He who loves his life will lose it. He who hates his life in this world will keep it for eternal life. Verse 26, if anyone serves me, let him follow me. And where I am, there my servant will be also. If anyone serves me, him, my Father, will honor. You want honor from God? You want to receive the blessings of God? The promises of God? The, the beautiful blessings that have been made available to every single believer? It's, well, rather, strike that. Every spiritual blessing, Ephesians 1 Verse 3, we have been blessed with every spiritual blessing. 2 Corinthians 1, all the promises in him are yes and to the glory of God. Or I'm, I'm messing that up. Let me read that again. 2 Corinthians 1.20, for all the promises of God in him are yes and in him, amen, to the glory of God through us. So these promises that are yes and amen... These blessings, every spiritual blessing that we have been blessed with, we receive it by faith. And those promises that every single spiritual blessing that God has made available through the Lord Jesus Christ, it is available, accessible to all people if they will but repent and confess Christ as Lord 
and be brought into the family of God, believing he's the risen Son of God, putting their faith in Jesus. The Bible says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whoever would believe on him should not perish but have everlasting life. When you come to Jesus and you are born again, there is a death that takes place. And Jesus said in John 12, and, he, and he's using the illustration of seed. Have you, if you've ever planted a seed, tap some hearts on the screen, put an emoji hand up in the comment section. If there's a seed emoji, or a, I know there's a sprout emoji, put it in the comments. If you've ever planted some seeds, put that in the comment section. Let me know. Tap some hearts. Let me know. If you've ever planted a seed, you've went through this process Jesus is talking about in John chapter 12. You take that one seed and you bury it in the ground. You bury it in the ground. Verse 24, Most surely I said to you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the ground and dies. So you take that seed, you bury it into the ground, and depending, and I had to learn this the hard way, you know, we, we had a really good garden this, this uh, let's see, it's December, so it's still this year. Earlier in the springtime and summertime, we had an exceptionally good garden. Praise God that we did. I planted and watered and prayed over that thing. <laughs> so, uh, but I learned this the hard way. Some seeds you plant deeper and some seeds you barely cover. We had flowers tomatoes, bell peppers, onions. We've got some onions that are shooting up right now that'll be ready hopefully in a few months or so. Uh, they do well during the winter. All different potatoes, jalapenos, banana peppers, all kind of plants, right? Certain seeds you just barely cover, but some you have to punch a hole and drop them in there. Nonetheless, every seed has to be buried in the dirt to some degree so that when it begins, and it's a biological process that God created, this seed has an outer shell that will rot. And there is life in that seed. That once the warmth of the sun hitting the dirt, the water and moisture that soaks down into the dirt, and the nutrients in the soil all come together to cause that life in that seed to burst forth and a shoot comes up. But what had to take place first? That seed had to be buried and the outer shell had to be destroyed. It had to be, it had to deteriorate, to literally rot. Oftentimes the inner life in that seed will use the outer shell as fertilizer, as food. But the outer shell had to die and break open for that life to come up and then eventually pierce through the dirt and then become a full plant and then produce fruit. It is no different for you and I. Phyllister, yeah, Phyllister Carson on TikTok says germinate. Exactly. There you go. Thank you. And Jesus is saying, John 12, 24, that's what takes place in people's lives when they come to him. Their first has to be death. If our Lord and Jesus first went to the cross of Calvary before he experienced the power of resurrection and was made alive in the Father, and seated at the right hand of the Father in heavenly places. And if he had to go the way of the cross, so you and I as well. And I'm making that point very plain and very simple. Every spiritual blessing, every promise of God 
it is yes in Christ and it is amen in Christ. Now, what does amen mean? Amen simply means so be it. So be it. So every promise of God is yes, so be it in Christ. See, everything you want to receive from the Lord, you receive it by the virtue, the power, and the work, the finished work of Christ Jesus. That's why when you go to prayer, when you go, we're, we're just honing in on Ephesians 1-3 right now. Every spiritual blessing, you have been blessed with it. So how do you receive that in your life? It's already given to you. It's already yours. It's already available. It's like we don't use checks a whole lot anymore, but paper checks. It's like someone has written a paper check, signed your name to it, and has made it available to you. But that paper check, if you put it in your pocket, it does nothing, financially speaking, for your bank account. You have to take that check, which has already been signed, and given to you, and you deposit it at the bank, and then your checking account experiences the blessing of that written check. That which God has made available has been given to us. It is in Christ. And we receive everything that God has made available to us by the way, the finished work of Christ Jesus, through faith. By faith. We receive it by faith for those promises. And this is why you see all through Scripture. You know, I'm so excited. I have the opportunity to, to minister this coming Sunday. Twice. Twice. Twice I'll, I'll, I'll minister Sunday morning and Sunday night uh, here at Gospel Tabernacle Church. So if you are watching and you're in the upstate of Lawrence or upstate South Carolina in the Lawrence area, come join us. 10.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time Sunday morning, 6 p.m. Sunday evening. And we will live stream the Sunday morning service. And I'm excited. Uh, the message is entitled, The Test of Faith. And we're going to look at Genesis 22, where Abraham, his faith is tested. But after this test that he passes successfully, he, he, he knows God in a new way. That's when Abraham understands God to be Jehovah Jireh. The Lord God, our provider. Or literally, in the mount of the Lord it shall be seen. In the place where God dwells, that which you have need of is made available. But when did Abraham experience that? After his faith was tested and he, he overcame that test of obedience. It's the same way by faith. We receive from God every spiritual blessing through faith in the finished work of Christ Jesus. Because the promises of God have been made available to us. Not some, not a few. Every promise of God is available to you and me. And it is available because we are in Christ Jesus. Now, I'm so thankful for everyone that's joined me this morning. I appreciate you staying, uh, staying along. And we're going to finish up here in just a few minutes. I want to show you one last thing before we finish up. And I'm thankful for the replay family that are watching or listening the replay. God bless you richly as well. Now notice Ephesians 1.3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing. Now notice, in the heavenly places. 
in Christ. In heavenly places in Christ. Ephesians 1 verse 3 tells us we're blessed in heavenly places. If you go to Ephesians 1.20, it reads, Which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places. Where is Christ currently seated? In heavenly places. Jump to Ephesians 2.6. And raised us, you and me, up together. Together with who? Christ Jesus. And made us, you and me, believers, to sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So according to Ephesians 2.6, where you and I, spiritually speaking, where are we currently seated? Heavenly places. We're blessed with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ. Christ has been seated at the right hand of the Father in heavenly places. When he was raised spiritually, when we put our faith in Christ, we too have been raised from spiritual death unto eternal life in, in heavenly places. Now notice this, Ephesians 3.10. To the intent that now the manifold wisdom or the many-faceted multifaceted like a diamond you know oftentimes ladies have diamonds that they'll wear my wife has a diamond and it's cut has different cuts around it and the light glimmers and hits it different ways same way multifaceted so the wisdom of God is not one-sided but multifaceted verse 10 to the intent that now the manifold or multifaceted wisdom of God might be made known by the church to the principalities and powers in the heavenly places you and I as believers, when the will of God is being worked out in our life as believers, there are principalities and there are powers, good and evil, that are watching the story of redemption unfold in our life. That's amazing. That's amazing, isn't it? That the power of redemption unfolding and dwelling and flowing in you is actually something that Evil and good spiritual powers, principalities and powers, actually watch to see unfold. Angels and demons are watching the story of redemption take place. The power of God flow through the church. And where do they see that? Where are they learning of the wisdom of God? In heavenly places. Ephesians 6.12. Ephesians 6.12 says this, For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, against the rulers of darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. So Christian, believer, child of God, you are called to fight the good fight of faith, 1 Timothy 6 tells us. You and I are in a war whether you want to to be in a war or not. So you better train. You better be prepared. You better strengthen yourself. You need to armor up. And you need to go to war. Go to war. Because you're already in war. Now notice, we're not warring against flesh and blood. We're not fighting people. We are warring, victoriously so, in Christ against spiritual powers, demonic powers, wickedness. Someone typed over here on TikTok, watchers. There's watchers, good and bad. 
there are there's a hierarchy of spiritual beings in the kingdom of heaven and the kingdom of hell. And the kingdom of heaven, through the church, is warring against the kingdom of hell, these spiritual beings. Now, these spiritual beings, demonic entities, fallen angels, demonic powers, evil, spiritual wickedness, they operate through fallen people. When people are living in sin and give themselves over to sin, they become a weapon in the hand of the kingdom of hell. This is why we preach the gospel to see people set free from the power and dominion. Dominion is a kingdom word, right? A king has dominion or power over something or someone. We set people free from the dominion of the powers of darkness when we preach the gospel. And that is how we war spiritually. How can you war spiritually? And where are we doing this warfare? Where does this warfare take place? In heavenly places. In heavenly places. But how do we war? Witnessing to people. Telling people about Jesus. Witnessing to other people. Showing them how they too can receive eternal life as they receive Jesus as Lord and Savior. How can we war spiritually? Through prayer. Through prayer. How can we war spiritually? Living holy. How can we war spiritually? By, if you're a parent, raising your children for Christ. If you're married, loving your spouse as Christ loves the church. Or as the church loves Christ, vice versa. How can you war against the Spirit? If you're part of a church family, and you should be as a Christian, serving and working in your church, seeing your local church grow and thrive in its community so that it can make more and more disciples for Jesus. That's all spiritual warfare. And where are all these things taking place? In heavenly places. Ephesians 1.3 Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who's blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. I wrote this. Understanding your position in Christ in heavenly places makes all the difference in your walk of faith here on earth. We are in this world. Physically, we're in this world. But having been born again, we are not of it. Now, this is the last thought I'm going to leave you with. Though we are in this world, physically, physically we're in this world, we have been born again. We are not birthed of it. Notice what Jesus said, John 15, 19. If you were of the world, the world would love its own. Yet, because you are not of the world, but I have chose you out of the world. Therefore, the world hates you. Mm, strong words, but it's the words of Christ. John 17, 14 through 16. I have given them your word. This is when Jesus is praying to the Father concerning you and I as believers. I have given them your word, and the world has hated them because they are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. Verse 15 says this of John 17, I do not pray that you should take them out of the world, but that you should keep them from the evil one. Notice this, verse 16, they are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. Notice this, John, we're finishing up here. If we can finish up, let's see if we can do it. I think we can do it. Give us strength, Lord. You're not born in this world. You're in heavenly places. You are in Christ Jesus. 
Two different times in John, in this prayer in John 17, when Jesus is praying to the Father, Lord, I've given, your, given them your word. The world hates them because they have your word. They're not of the world. You and I, we have a different spirit. First John 4 tells us that, that we have the spirit of truth, not the spirit of error. And the spirit that we have is greater than he that is in the world. And the first step to understanding and walking in that lifestyle, I am physically in this world, but spiritually I am seated in heavenly places. Spiritually, I'm in the kingdom of heaven. Spiritually, I'm born again. I'm a child of God. Spiritually, I have been and I am blessed with every spiritual blessing. It begins with that understanding. I may be in this world, but I'm not born of it because I am in Christ. I'm in Christ. Hey, I'm so thankful for you. Sorry for those last few minutes. You're right, Jesse. The devil's attacking. You know what happens. It's those demonic digital devils every time. Or it could just be my camera was overheating because I left it plugged in. But nonetheless, sorry for those last few moments that was a little discombobulated. Try to spell that or say it fast three times. But I'm thankful for everyone that's watching and listening. Hey, if you're watching and listening and you're thinking, you know what? I want to be blessed with every spiritual blessing. I want the goodness of God to fill my life and my heart. The, the way you receive it, Jesus said in John 10, 9, I am the door. I am the door. And you must enter in by me. If you want to come into the life of God, receive eternal life and every wonderful spiritual blessing that God has made available, it takes place when you enter into the door of eternal life, which is Christ Jesus. Believe on him. The Bible says that when you believe in your heart that he's the risen son of God and you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, you shall be saved. For whoever believes in his heart uh, unto righteousness and then uh, and then confesses with his mouth unto salvation shall be saved. For if you call upon the name of the Lord, you shall be saved. Put your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Receive him as Lord. Die to self and live unto him. Because the life you and I have outside of Christ, it is one of death and destruction. Satan comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus has come to give life and give it to you more abundantly more abundantly. So how do you do that? How do you receive that eternal salvation? Well, we receive it by faith and we do it through the, the, the way that we connect with God is through prayer. And so if you would, and you want to make that decision today to receive Christ, to receive Christ as Lord and Savior, or at some point in time you did, but you know you've walked away. You know you've grown cold. You know that you no longer are living in that place where you should be in fellowship with the Lord. Well, now's the time to repent and renew that relationship and come back. You know, I'm reading through Jeremiah. The entire book of Jeremiah talks about that, that backsliding spirit. Come up out of it. And again and again and again, God speaking through the prophet of Jeremiah is telling his people, Israel, his chosen people, if, you will, if you'll simply repent and come up out of your backsliding, I'll restore you and renew you to the place which you once were. Maybe you need to do that today. If that's you and you want to restore yourself to where you once were in fellowship with God or you want to make a first-time decision to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and receive Him as Lord of your life, pray this prayer with me. Say, Father, in Jesus' name, I confess Jesus is Lord. I believe in my heart He is the risen Son of God. I repent 
of my sins. Wash me clean. Wash me with the precious blood of Christ. I thank you, Lord, that you forgive me and you cleanse me and I make Jesus Lord of my life. Lord, I'll live for you all the days of my life. By your power and your grace, help me to do that very thing. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. If you prayed that prayer, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, I just dropped a link in the comment sections. Tap the link, fill out the form, and for completely free, we'll send you a study guide that will help you along the beginning stage of your journey to become a strong follower of Jesus and a strong disciple. That's what we are about in Gospel Tabernacle, teaching the Word of God with the power of the Holy Spirit to make disciples and see the Lord Jesus Christ, His church, to see His church grow in the earth. TikTok family, if you prayed that prayer, click on my profile, click on the link tree. The very first tab, because it's the most important thing I could share with you, says, I just got saved. Tap on it, fill out the form, We'll send completely free a study guide to your address that you give us, that you supply to us. We'll send you a, a completely free study guide and bless you with it. Take that study guide, grab your Bible, work through it day after day after day. It's going to take you a little bit of time. But when you get through it, you're going to know much, much, much more than you did concerning God's Word and His truths and who you are in Christ. I'm so thankful for you. I pray that you have a great rest of your day, and we will catch you next Thursday at 11 a.m. as we continue this study, The Believer's Position in Christ. I pray you have a great rest of your day. God richly bless you in Jesus' name. Thanks so much for joining me for this episode of the Faith for My Generation podcast. Remember, every Monday I've got a brand new wake-up call for you, and every Thursday I've got a brand new episode right here on Faith for My Generation podcast. And remember, we are the faithful.